Recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge high atop the Franz Gruber Joseph Moore building in beautiful Midtown Chesapeake, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host Rob Floyd and co-host Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, classic Christmas TV episodes. I know it's an important day. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the old podcast. Hey Phyllis. Hey Rob. Tonight, since this is what... Should be the week before Christmas when this one goes up, I guess. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, if, if the editing goes smooth. <laughs> but tonight's topic is classic Christmas TV episodes. Since the season is upon us, we've been watching a lot of some of our favorite TV shows of years past, uh, Christmas episodes. Yeah. To get in the mood for the season. Yeah. I mean, and this is something that we do every year anyway. I mean, this year we went a little overboard watching TV episodes because we planned on talking about them. But Yeah. You know, so we when, watched when some time, we have, haven't seen in a long time. Right. But when it gets to different seasons like Halloween and Christmas, we have certain traditions that we do, just Rob and I. And one of them is we pull up our favorite episodes of certain TV shows that we like and we watch those. Whichever, you know, yeah. I mean, aside aside from the stuff we have to watch anyway, like you have to watch Rudolph, you have to watch Santa Claus is Coming to Town, right? And A Christmas Carol and Muppets Christmas Carol, and of course, Christmas Eve, we always watch Muppet Family Christmas, yes. And we watch Scrooge with your, yeah, the Albert Finney Scrooge, which is by far the best version, hands down, drop mic, discussion over. (laughs) So, yes, everyone has their traditions. And yeah. by the way, I would really like to know what some of yours are. So please do yeah. send us a message. That'd be uh, cool. Either on the Facebook page or phantasmoad at gmail.com and let us know because I, I just enjoy that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, some of your favorite Christmas viewing traditions. I mean, you know, we have done some of the classic or not so classic Christmas horror themed movies. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we usually do this time of year. But we thought we'd throw a little, you know, it's a little different and do TV episodes of stuff. Yeah. Not to say we haven't watched some horror movies this year so far. And actually, let me let me jump into that for a second. I'll do okay. a little aside. Sure. Originally, since we did the Silent Night, Deadly Night last year and Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, I thought, well, you know, there's other sequels to that. There's, what, three, four, five? Yeah. Maybe six? I don't know. So one night after Phyllis went to bed, I took a couple for the team and... uh <laughs> And watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 3 and 4, and whoo! Thank God I didn't watch them. Yeah, do that. That's on you if you want to watch those. The third one is loosely related to the first two, very loosely, and it's really goofy. And the fourth one has nothing to do with the first, the Santa Claus killer or anything, and barely has anything to do with Christmas at all. (laughs) They're just playing on the name. So we also watched Christmas Evil which is a low-budget, kind of gritty... Uh, it's a bit slow. Phyllis didn't like it. I did not. I was very I bored. I kind of liked it, and I would like to watch it again. I was bored, and I felt like the crazy that that guy had just didn't... I, I can't say it didn't make sense, because crazy doesn't make sense. It was just... It was a very odd. It was very odd. And then the ending made no damn sense whatsoever. Well, you know, but I think that was that was kind of the point of the ending. It was supposed to be just really like weird. Like, okay, is is this in the other guy's mind? What he saw? Did, is he going crazy and that's setting up a sequel? Ugh. Or is the guy, you know, that's what I was getting. It, it was, I think it was more to it than, I think we were both a little tired when we watched it. And I was just... You know, enough to where I kind of liked it, but I, I need, like I said, I need to see it again. And it was just, you know, it was slow and it was boring the hell out of you. Yes. I was um, bored stiff. Maybe we'll watch it again. And a bit annoyed with it. It well, just. It, well, okay. That's a valid. It was very That is a very valid point. There are some movies that just annoy you and me, you know, yeah. that we've watched. It's like, okay, this is just annoying and I don't like this. Yeah. And I get that. It was inconsistent. And a bit annoying. But anyway. Well, like I said, maybe we'll give it another shot next year. Maybe. And yeah, watch it with different eyes and see. See what we feel like. Well, I, I would be interested this. in seeing what Tony thinks about it. You know? Well, I'll ask him. Uh, maybe we'll watch it with him one time and see. Okay. But anyway, Christmas Evil. It's on the Roku, on the YouTube. And so is this. It has another name. Yeah. Uh, you better watch out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, you better watch out. Uh, and I love movies that have multiple titles. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it says Christmas Evil, but then when we were 
watching it when the, the title card the title comes screen up. Come, came up and it was uh you better watch out yeah apparently so. it's one of john water's favorite movies of course it is <laughs> Oh, God, the Silent Night, Deadly Night sequels. I'm dying to see the fifth one now. I think Mickey Rooney's in the fifth one. Oh, dear believe God. Believe it or not. Anyway, enough of that. We're talking about Christmas episodes on TV shows. Yes. We watched quite a few, and we determined that they're in, what, five classifications? Yeah. I mean, Okay, yeah. loosely. There's the variety specials, mm-hmm. which is, or variety shows, right. which was singing and dancing, and then they do little skits. And, of course, it's just they're doing Christmas songs. Right. You know, so. And that's usually shows that do that anyway. Yeah, a variety show. It's just Christmas themes. Yeah, like Donnie Marie and all that. Yeah. And they're a lot of fun because you got Christmas music and it's all fun and stuff. Yeah. And then there's the category of misunderstandings where it's the Christmas season and there's a a misunderstanding happens and almost messes up Christmas for the characters and they, by the end, they... Work it out. Worked it out and found it, oh, it was a misunderstanding. Right, right. Then and, there's when you learn a lesson. Yeah. The episodes where you're learning a lesson. Well, where the characters within the show learn a lesson yes. about Christmas well, or right, about forgiveness. Or, yeah. And then there's the ones that are about Christmas. Yeah. The episode is about the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. And those Which are kind of fall under those are learning a lesson yeah. too. A and those bit. are real heartwarming but, and, and you feel good at the end. And Yeah. But then there's the episodes that have nothing to do with Christmas whatsoever. They just (laughs) happen to take place during the Christmas season. Yeah. And you see Christmas decorations in the background. Yeah. (laughs) And they might say something like Merry Christmas or, you know, tis the season or something silly like that. Or I have to get to the Christmas party, but I got to do this first. Right. Exactly. And then the episode, it could have been taken place any time in the series. Didn't have to be at Christmas. It wouldn't have made any difference in the episode whether it was at Christmas or not. Right. It just happened yeah. to be Christmas. The other ones, the episodes are written about Christmas as a as an important part to the story. Yeah. So the ones that are very straightforward that we watched were the variety specials. So we watched um, a couple of Dean Martin variety specials. Yeah, a couple of Christmas. Dean Martin shows and then the Dean Martin Frank Sinatra family Christmas show, which was really cool because... It had both their families on there, and they sang with their kids. Yep. And that was really neat to yeah. see. They had some where just the kids were singing. Yeah, and then the kids yeah. from both families were together yeah. singing. So that and they was had really... Nancy Sinatra uh, change the lyrics for These, these Boots, boots were, made were Made for Walking, walk and, and it, it turned Christmas into a Christmas lyrics. song. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cute. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the D. Martin uh, variety specials, those are, we saw those on YouTube, I think. I mean, some you own some of them, but these, oh, yeah. these we watched off YouTube. And there's, and maybe quite, a few, there's quite a few of them. We just watched a couple on yeah. there. And highly recommended. Anything with Dean Martin is highly recommended. Yeah, Rat Pack stuff is always yeah. a go. And it's just fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's... Indeed. Gets you really in the Christmas mood because they're doing... It's all Christmas yeah. stuff and it's all about that. And you get to see some some familiar faces and special guests that yeah, pop some, in. And yeah, and so that's, that's always nice. neat. Yeah. yeah. The other one we watched was quite a few of the Donnie and Marie variety show yeah. Christmas specials. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. And those we, I don't remember which years we did, but we did 76, 70, 77, maybe 78. Yeah. And those were really cool because it's, you know, it's the Donnie and Marie show, but it was the entire Osmond family. Yeah. Like and it, now the if, entire If Osmond you're not family. familiar with the Donnie and Marie show in the 70s, it was Donnie and Marie... And it was a variety show mm-hmm. where they would sing and dance and they had special guests. They do little skits. And it was just all music pretty mm-hmm. much. And so this is, it's an episode of their show, but it's the Christmas episode. So it's songs and. It's all Christmas stuff. And it's all Christmas songs. Yeah. And, the whole, and they take you into what it's kind of like. Um, a lot. Donnie says it's like the family, the Osmond family Christmas tradition is that at Christmas, Everybody was required to get up and do some sort of talent. They entertain the family. The family entertain. entertains the, themse- the rest of the family. Yeah, yeah. And so was- this was just an extension of the same thing they just did at home. Yeah. And they are so family oriented. They yeah. are, used to get a lot of flack about that, but it's really neat to see a family that really loves the family. Yeah. You know, and it's very, it's, it's so important to them. Yeah. And it's really cool because. And such a talented family. Everybody in that family plays an instrument or does something. 
even the the two oldest brothers, mm-hmm. uh, was it Viral, Viral and I can't remember. Tom, um, and I can't remember the other brother's name, but two, the two oldest brothers that you never saw in the singing group, the mm-hmm. Osmonds, they do a tap dance routine with mm-hmm. Marie, right? And two, at least two of the episodes, they mm-hmm. do uh, choreograph a little dance number to some Christmas songs, and come to find out, the reason the two of them weren't in the singing group ever is because they were both almost deaf. Right. One only had a 15% hearing. Yeah. But he could hear enough to hear rhythm. So mm-hmm. he could dance. Yeah. And it's really cool to, to find out once they, they did, once the Osmond brothers, they started out as like barbershop quartet music. Yeah. When they were kids. And then when they got up to teenagers and young adults, they started doing pop rock mm-hmm. type. Got, they did bubblegum stuff. Then they started doing some pop rock stuff. And when they went out on tour, they had to raise the bar and do some choreographed dancing and stuff like that with the music. So their oldest brother taught the rest of them dancing right. and had to do that. So everybody contributed to the the production of the thing. Yeah. And once the Osmond brothers' popularity started to fade and then Diane Marie got their show, the brothers all produced the show. Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, it's neat how it all they kept all supporting each other. Yeah, the family business was entertainment. Yeah. But one of the coolest things about the... um. The variety show, the Christmas episodes, is the brothers started out as little kids singing Barbershop on the Andy Williams show mm-hmm. in the 60s or 50s. And the first Christmas episode that we watched, they had Andy Williams on their show. Right. And as adults, they sat around and sang with him like they did when they were a kid. Yeah. They said it just wouldn't be Christmas without you. Yeah. So that, that, was, really that was really cool. And then yeah. when the f- family gets up there to play, most of them, and then all of them later. Yeah. Their old dad is playing stand-up bass, yeah, and mom's playing saxophone, yeah. and then she goes off and on a lead sax on a little bit, and that's really cool. See, I mean, their their parents were pretty old, yeah. and, so at least they looked old at this time, yeah, and they're just holding their own, playing those instruments with the kids, and it was really cool to see. It was, it was really cool. I don't know if it's uh your type of thing, but it was definitely a well, fun it's a show. fun family Christmas thing. And yeah, the thing about it for me is, you know. I was a real little kid in the 70s and, and you know, in the 80s, I was a teenager and all that. So I, I remember the Osmonds a little bit, but I really remember the Donnie Marie show as a right. little kid. We watched that along with the Brady Bunch variety hour mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. So it does kind of bring back some memories of being a kid to me. So I, that, and that's what Christmas is all about, you know, yeah. is being a kid and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and another thing that... Special guest that was on every one of the Donnie Marie Christmas specials. The ones we saw, saw anyway. Mr. Paul Lind. Yep. So right there. <laughs> you got that. So that was good. Yes. It was uh, a good time. Now, we have some other variety shows we haven't had a chance to watch yet. Uh, I'm going to have to see if the Captain Nathaniel show has a Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's some other ones out there that we'd definitely take a look at. We haven't watched any of the Brady Bunch variety I was going to say, is there a Brady Bunch I Christmas? I don't know, but we're going to check <laughs> Indeed. Well, now, they did, I want to say they did a TV movie, A Very Brady Christmas. Yes, there was. So. We did not include that in this. We have not uh, watched that yet. Right, because we didn't watch it. Or did we I watch. I think we watched that years ago. Yeah, but, but we didn't watch any of the regular Brady Bunch show. Right. Any of their Christmas episodes. And there were a couple. Yeah. yeah. So we might go back and see that this week. Well, we've tried to get through a lot, but only so many hours in a day. Yeah, with everything going on, and every I, I know everybody else is busy as hell during the Christmas season, so trying to fit in a lot of TV watching in between shopping and cooking and wrapping presents and seeing family and all that, uh, we yeah. tried to get as much as we could. One thing that I'll just throw it in here that doesn't really fall into any of the categories is um, we watched the Munsters TV movie. What was that called? Oh, my God. The Munsters, A Scary Little Christmas. Yeah. And this was done, uh, yeah, I didn't look the date up. It was the 90s or the t- early 2000s. Probably 90s, yeah. but I'm not sure. It was god-awful. It was very, very bad. Um, <laughs> it was almost as bad as the Munsters Today, the <laughs> revival show they did in the 90s with John Shuck as Herman. This was Sam McMurray from Tracy Ullman Show playing Herman. And mm-hmm. it was like he was playing a caricature of Herman. It, wasn't, it was terrible. It was awful. And... Lily wasn't bad. Mag- Magnuson, 
Anne Magnuson, I think is right. Mm-hmm. She was uh she wasn't bad as Lily. She was actually the best of the group. She wasn't bad as Lily. The guy playing grandpa was like a cartoon version of grandpa. And yeah. it was yeah. looked maniacal most of the time. Yeah. Marilyn was uh oh, what's her name? That actress. I forget. I recognize her face. But yeah, I can't yeah. Her she's name. been in tons of stuff, but she looked really good in this. She did look good in this. Um, of course, not one saving grace, but one bright spot was Mary Warrenov. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Mary Warrenov. She was in it as the she was the foil of the monsters, the the <laughs> bitchy neighbor. That's right. Uh, the show was it had one or two chuckles. Yeah, you know, but it was like the script was written by people who heard of the monsters but never watched the monsters. <laughs> You know what I mean? It yes. did not have any of the charm of the original series. No. The characterizations weren't there. and But it was, the theme was the show was all about, it was Christmas. That it was, was definitely the, yeah. Christmas, yeah. They had to decorate the yard for Christmas. and They met Santa Claus yeah. and, and all that. and uh, But it was just, oh. Yeah, you can try, you can watch it if you want, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was rough. Anyhow, so then, uh, let's see. So the misunderstandings, we, we actually don't have, I think we just well, have you know, one. I think the Honeymooners episode that. was kind of a misunderstanding. Oh, right. We forgot to write that down. Right. Yeah. yeah. Jackie Gleason. The Honeymooners. And it ended up that, I forget the main thrust of the misunderstanding, but at the end. It was the the gift. The gift. Ralph ended up selling his bowling ball to buy his wife a gift and... Because he bought her a gift, but it was it turned out to be crap, and somebody else bought her the same gift for her. Yeah. So he had it's like last minute he's scrambling, he gets her a gift, and he sells his bowling like, ball. I can't give her the same gift. Yeah. And her gift to him was a new bag for his bowling ball because it was right. all you know. So it's it was like, like gift the, of the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was getting ready to say that. Yes. Yeah, but you know, honeymooners guy. What can you say? One of the classic, classic yeah, comedy yeah. shows. Right, so that was a little bit of a misunderstanding, right? The other one um, that falls under that is Alice. There's a new girl in town Cause I'm feeling good Got a smile, got a song For the neighborhood And I think it was Vera's She'd got, this is the later seasons Where she'd gotten married And Old Flame comes in town Who they've just stayed friends Mm -hmm. And her current husband thinks that they're having an affair and getting back together. Yeah. That he sees them at the department store. They Well, Vera and the guy bumped into each other at the department store, and he asked her to help him pick out something for his new fiance. And he's like, oh, you're, she's like, getting married? I'm so happy for you. And she, like, gives him a hug and a kiss. Mm-hmm. And the husband sees right then is yeah. when he walks she up. She just sees the kiss. Yeah. yeah. So that's a misunderstanding. And the whole rest of the episode is him trying to follow one of them around, both of them around to keep tabs on him and come yeah. to find at the end, oh, it was a misunderstanding and I love you, I love you, Merry Christmas. And you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it was kind of cute. Yeah. But, you know, it was just a, it was kind of an okay episode. But yeah. Anyway, that falls in there. And there are a lot of TV, well, a lot of comedy episodes, that's the main that's thrust the, is yeah. a misunderstanding. Exactly, because it but, makes it funny. Yeah, during <laughs> Christmas, it's... Uh, there's a few other episodes like that that we haven't got around to watching yet. Yeah. But the next category. Do you want to do learning a lesson? Yeah, we'll do that because there's a lot of them. That That's probably the the learning a lesson and then the ones that uh, are about the Christmas spirit and season of giving and all that are the, are the best ones. Those are the most heartwarming yeah. ones and the ones that make you feel more the most like Christmas. Yeah. And remind you of the, the true meaning of Christmas, right. you know. Yeah, so in no particular order, Barney Miller. Well, let's see. We only watched what? Do we watch two Christmas episodes or just one? I Well, this week we only watched one, but we have seen at least two. Yeah. The other one was... With Wojo and the the girlfriend, right? Wasn't that a Christmas episode? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but we didn't watch that one. The one we watched this time was where Fish had to go undercover as a Santa Claus yeah. to bust guys that were that were robbing Santa, uh, street corner Santa Clauses. Yes. And the one guy comes... <laughs> the best one was the one guy gets arrested for throwing a box toy through a window of a 
department store because it you had mm-hmm. to it was a merry-go-round thing, a little kids thing they sit on, but you have to assemble it. And the instructions were in Japanese. And he was just frustrated. <laughs> he was so frustrated yeah. trying to get this thing assembled. He just went back up there to get help, but they already closed. Yeah, <laughs> so he threw it through the window. So they arrest him and put him in the uh, in the cell there in the squad room. And Wojo says, "This doesn't look too difficult." And by the end of the episode, Wojo is assembled in the squad room. Yeah, the entire thing in the yeah. squad room. <laughs> and the guy says, "Oh, thank you so much. I'm sorry for the insult. This is great." And he picks it up, try to get it, and he's assembled, so he can't get it out. <laughs> so you're gonna have to take some of that apart but then wojo grabs his coat and he's gonna go home with him and put it back together yeah he's gonna sh- yeah so it's like you know the spirit of christmas helping people out and you know and uh and the guys give each other gifts even though they said they weren't gonna do it and yeah and then uh inspector Inspector Luger, Luger invites himself to Barney's yeah, <laughs> Christmas, Christmas morning because he lives alone. He's a bachelor. Yeah, kind of uh, reaching out to others and ex- extending a hand to those yeah. that are. And Barney's in need. like, "Well, come on to our house, Inspector. You know, it's it's Christmas. We'd love to have you." And yeah, all that. So that was a. Uh, it was lessons all around in that episode. Yeah, and it was fun. It was fun. I mean, it's Barney Miller. How can yeah, it not be? Yeah. And the next one, Sanford and Son. I didn't actually watch this one. Rob watched it on his own because I yeah, and this was a you know a classic type episode where it's Christmas and this young kid comes uh which is i can't remember his name but he was the richie in omega man he was in a, a lot of stuff in the 70s this, this young guy but he comes to the junkyard asking mr sanford uh if he can do some odd jobs to earn some money to buy his family some presents for christmas and fred says he'll give him ten dollars if you know the guy wants enough he can work for the next two days to do mm-hmm. stuff and Fred says he'll give him $10 if he, you know, does stuff for him. Right. Well, Fred has him doing everything under the sun. And mm-hmm. Lamont gives him some crap about, you know, just $10 for that. Da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the episode, apparently the kid has got to Fred a little bit. So he gives him 20 bucks mm-hmm. and tells him he doesn't have to work the rest of the day. And so he goes and uh, the next, uh, I guess it's, I don't know if it's Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I think it's Christmas Eve. Lamont says something about opening some presents. And Fred says, no, you can't open yours till January. And I forget why. He, he The excuse he gives him by not opening his presents till January. He says, but but Pop, you know, if my friends ask me what I got for Christmas, I feel stupid telling them I can't open my presents till January. And Fred puts him off by not doing it. Well, then the, the kid shows up with his parents and wants to he wants to thank. Oh, and it has a flashback to when Fred was a, little, a kid. Oh. And how his mom... Uh, Hard it was growing up, what he had to do, mm-hmm. and what he wanted to do, try to do things for his mom. He wanted to get, you know, to for Christmas and all that. But anyway, this kid comes back and wants to thank Fred and the family, his mm-hmm. parents. I want to thank him for helping the kid out and helping him get presents and all that. Yeah. And uh, the father has a tie on it, on with an L, on embroidered on it. And Lamont says, uh, "That's a nice tie there. I, you're." Is your name Lou or something? He says, no, his name is like Joe or something like that. He says, but well, what's the L for? He says, oh, well, this is, uh, your father told his son that this is, uh, stands for love. <laughs> and he says, yeah, and it goes, it goes with these handkerchiefs that he, that he gave, you know, gave us too. It was, is, is L, uh, S on them. And, <laughs> and he says, uh, what's that mean? He says, oh, wait, your son said that's your father's motto. Love someone. <laughs> like you should love someone. Right. You know? And Lamont kind of, oh, okay. And they and there's a couple other things. And uh turns out what it was is Fred gave the presents he gave Lamont. He was going to give Lamont. He gave to this kid to give his parents so they could have a nice Christmas. Oh. And Lamont was like, you know, he's like, that's, co-, you, know, like, you know, hey, Pop, that's that's good. That's good Christmas for me. Yeah. Thanks. That's great. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. And uh so that was a. Spirit of Christmas, you know, <laughs> right? And that was is like Lamont was like, that's the best present you could have got me. Oh, so cool. that was really heartwarming. That was the sweet one. He said the Jeffersons.
the Jeffersons was one too that was the same way as as far as like really it could if you were feeling emotional it could have got to you you know yeah the ladies are gonna go sing Christmas carols and George and and Willis are like ah you know heck with that bah humbug that's stupid you go do that so George and Willis are decorating the tree and sharing stories about Christmas they're alone in the apartment together and apparently it's a later season where they've kind of more become friends instead of you know adversaries but they still pick on each other. Mm-hmm. And Willis says, well, you know, you think you had a hard Christmas. At least your your father was around. Because George was talking about how poor they were. Mm-hmm. And George says, what, you know, well, how can you have had ever had a bad Christmas? You were rich. He's like, yeah, we had a lot of money. He said, but I was alone all the time. You know, my parents didn't have time for me. He said, at least your father, you know, was around and you had to spend Christmas with him. Right. And so it flashes back to when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And the butler's there and... And, uh, of course, he's playing, Willis is playing his father Oh, <laughs> in this yeah. to, to a kid. He says, um, the kid's excited because they're going to spend Christmas together. The first time they're going to spend Christmas together, parents aren't going to be gone away somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he's got to be like eight or nine years old, you know, so that makes it sad. Yeah. You know, and so I said, well, here's a present. Here's a Christmas present. And he's like, well, go ahead, you know, open it up. Mm-hmm. He says, well, no, dad, I'll wait for Christmas, you know. And he said, oh, well, I want you to open it up now because, you know, your mother and I are going to be gone. He's and it's crushed. So he opens it up and it's a box of money, like twelve hundred okay. bucks. He says, "See, you can buy anything you want." And he's like, "But Dad, you know, that's what you gave me last year." He said, "No, I only gave you five hundred last year." <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out he's like, "Okay, well, they kind of get over that a little bit." And he says, "Okay, well, the rest of the day we can do anything you want. You know, we're not leaving until Christmas Day." And he says, "Really, we can spend the day together?" He says, "Yeah, you know, let's, whatever you want to do, son." And he says, oh, "Okay, great. Well, let's do this and that." And then the doorbell rings, and his neighbors from Sega says, "Well, hang on, son. Let me go get this." And he goes, "It's oh, hey, how you doing?" And the rest of the night he spends with the the neighbors, yeah, the whatever, because they're all snooty, well to do. Mm-hmm. He's crushed, and then it it you know fades back to present day, and he says, "See," he said, "I never got to spend like a family Christmas, mm-hmm. you know." And I didn't. He said, "I'd r- rather not have any of the money we had and mm-hmm. have a family that." You know, loved me kind of mm-hmm. thing like that. Right. And, of course, George goes how poor they were. And, oh, you think you had it tough. And it flashes to him. Of course, now he's playing his father, <laughs> you know, and the little kid. And it turns out George comes home from, uh, <laughs> it's just him and his dad. I don't okay. think he had a, his mom was there. So oh. he's a little kid, too, same age. Mm-hmm. Comes to some beat-up apartment with a shoeshine box. And <laughs> it's typical. And the little kid tries to walk like George Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> and the father's on the phone trying to get work. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, well, let, yeah, let me know if something opens up. Play. I really like like to get my son something nice for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll do anything you got. I'll work anytime, any hours you got, you know. Yeah. Then George comes home with the shoeshine box and says, how'd you do today, son? Oh, I did good. Dad I made like 60 cents or something like that. Yeah. And, or a couple dollars, whatever it was. Yeah. And he says something about uh, always honest George or not lying or something like that. So yeah, dad, you know. And this other little kid comes to the door. And says, okay, Jefferson, you know, where's where's my 10 cents? He says, I push those people down in the puddles or I'll kick mud on their shoes so you can clean the shoes. <laughs> he says, where's my money? He says, okay, well, here you go. Let's see. Let's see. 10 cents minus state tax, minus local tax, minus this taxes. Here's your four cents. <laughs> when he walked in the door, he said some exchange Christmas pleasantries with his dad and says am i gonna get that bicycle for christmas dad and he says well if i can get that job son and then after the kid goes out the door the phone rings and he's like yeah 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 and he didn't get you know there's no work he couldn't get a job Mm -hmm. and then little george says well that's okay they don't worry about that bicycle dad at least we you know we'll be together christmas and his dad's like well yeah son it's kind of sweet what goes on there Mm -hmm. and then it flashes back to willis and george and of course they banter back and forth and then the ladies come in from the caroling, and George and Willis are asleep on the couch, kind of, kind of leaning on each other. And they're like, "Oh, look, we go out caroling out in the cold, and they sit here and get snockered and you know f- pass out." <laughs> and uh, but it was a, it was a sweet episode showing that, like, hey, you know, you may think the other guys got it good, but you just you don't know yeah. how good you have it. You don't know until you walk in their yeah. shoes. And what's really important about Christmas is not the material things, it's family and yeah. you know, and all that. So that was a pretty good episode too. And I'm just glossing over it. There's a lot more in it. Yeah. But man, we watched so many Christmas things so far, it's hard to keep them straight. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
So the other one I watched, and you've seen it before, was um, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I think it was season three of Buffy. And this one, it kind of falls under learning a lesson and kind of just continues the story arc of the season for Buffy. But Angel was experiencing essentially Ghosts of Christmas Past, where he's being tortured by the people that he hurt or killed uh um, in his his past when he was, you know, still demon-y without a soul. Yeah. He's decided he's going to end it all. And he goes to, you know, walk into the light and, you know, Buffy stops him and... And they have a joyous Christmas together because the light never happens. It starts snowing and like there's an eclipse. Or oh, there's an eclipse so he can yeah. walk out during Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. But it's an eclipse so it's still night. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, it, there's a lot going on and it furthers the story arc. And there's a lot to that episode. I'm not going to go into it because there's a yeah. lot in the whole story that you'd have to know about. But in any case, it's a, but it's cri- a Christmas episode. Christmas was important to the story. It was important to the story. So, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just another episode. Right. I mean, there's stuff going on with Buffy's family and she yeah. invites Faith over. And, you know, so it's, yeah, it, it was um, Christmas going on and it was stuff that happened to Angel and stuff. Some of it was stuff that happened in, at Christmas time. And yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, it was a good episode, but, you know, it just kind of furthered the, the uh, story arc and, and, let Angel learn a little bit about, you know, letting things go, etc. Yeah. So it wasn't really a Christmas lesson, but a life lesson. Yeah. Were there any others that fall under that category? I don't think so. Not any that we watched so so far. So far. Um, okay. So the next category is the episode is all about Christmas. Yeah. Some of those were the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah. Now, that one, we watched one of the Christmas of I'm not sure how many there were, but we just picked the first one we came up to. Right. Because uh, that went in for quite a few seasons. Yeah, that was on YouTube, I think. That was yeah. On. But this one was the one uh, where episode starts off, Mary's talking to her mom on the phone. She's in the newsroom talking to her mom on the phone about, yeah, I can't wait to see you Christmas. I'll be driving up. Take me this amount of hours. Yeah, I'll be there at midnight or you know before Christmas morning, that kind of thing. And then it turns out. Oh, it's her first year working in the newsroom, so she didn't know. Right. And Lou says, no, you have to work on Christmas. Everybody works on it. Where it's a newsroom, we all work on Christmas. Yeah. the news. It's like any other day at the newsroom. Yeah. So, well, at least, you know, you have Christmas Eve off. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's the evening. So she plans to spend Christmas Eve with Rhoda, her neighbor. Right. And they're going to exchange gifts and have a nice Christmas and, you know, Eve and hang out and watch whatever on TV and just enjoy Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And... Then she gets back the next day, because this is a couple days before Christmas, I guess, to work. And another guy at work gives her a sob story about wanting to spend Christmas Eve with his kids and da da da. He's never done it before. And she's like, oh. he said, Will you cover for me? And she agrees to cover for him. Right. So now she's stuck at the newsroom by herself on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Christmas night, all alone. Yeah. Or Christmas Eve night, I should say, all alone. Nobody's there. And everybody goes home. And then a little later on, all of a sudden, Lou and Ted Murray come back. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we you'd think we'd let you spend Christmas Eve alone. Yeah. So they they spend Christmas Eve with her there. So it's like, you know, okay, it's the spirit of Christmas. You know? Right, right. And she, Family and... She had called Rhoda and she's like, it could be the murderer. Yeah, because she's she the elevator coming up. there. <laughs> yeah. Because it's only should be her to answer the phones and make sure everything's okay. Yeah. And the night watchman downstairs, so. Yeah. And anyway, that was just funny. But that's another one. It's like, okay, it's the spirit of Christmas and family and, you know, being together and all that. So that yeah, was, that yeah. was, you know, nice. And that's just a funny damn show anyway. It was. It's a great show. I mean, Mary Tyler Moore is one of the classics. Of course. And along the same lines, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, now the Dick Van Dyke show, which is probably one of the funniest shows ever on television. I mean, it's Dick and Van Dyke. I'll fight you if you say different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but 
they only did one Christmas episode in the really? seven seasons, I think. Yeah. That is really That's strange. That's another thing we didn't talk me. about. We'll talk about the same thing with MASH is they didn't do a Christmas episode every year. Yeah. They only did it a couple of, maybe three times in the, what are they, 11 seasons? I think so, yeah. Only three Christmas episodes during the whole time. Dick Van Dyke was, I think, seven seasons, only did the one. Right. And Well, if you count the one, the Unioffs episode with the flying saucer, but. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> but this one is, this one kind of is weird because it's like a variety show, but Dick Van Dyke wasn't a variety show. But they work it into the script. And, yeah, Dick Van, know, Dyke, Dick Van Dyke, of course, Dyke is writing he, the yeah. show for Alan they, Brady. They write the Alan Brady show. That's yeah. the premise of the Dick Van Dyke show. They're writers of the Alan Brady show. And for this episode, instead of just writing skits and stuff, they yeah. decide to, to do Alan performances. Brady, Alan Brady wanted everybody who worked on the show yeah. to perform so they could have a heartwarming Christmas episode. So you get to see the Alan Brady show. Right. So this is, what, self-aware or meta before it was called meta. <laughs> Anyway, so the show is all the people that worked on the show perform Christmas songs and skits on the Alan Brady show. Yeah. And it's really cute. And they do some of the classic bits that they've, one of them they've done on different shows. Mm-hmm. You know, that I am a fine musician, that, that song. One. Yes. They do that and it's Christmas themed. They do some Christmas songs and uh, it's, it's fun. It's it like any episode of the Dick Van Dyke show. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Exactly. Highly recommended. Always watch Dick Van Dyke. So MASH... Falls under a couple of categories because they have a few episodes, yeah, but we one of them three, didn't we? Yeah, and, and one of them definitely falls under all about Christmas. Yeah, two of them are episode. No, we watched four, maybe so. Because two of them are episodes didn't have to be at Christmas. One of them is Hawkeye's writing a letter home. Yeah, well, it's kind of it, it's supposed to be along the lines of you know a lot of people used to write letters or updates or whatever in christmas cards and send it out and say this is what's happened to me through the year yeah here's how the family's been doing here's what we've been up to right so that's what that's what hawkeye was doing in the letter to his dad only it happened to be at christmas and then the next episode or maybe not the next but what the other one was father mulcahy writing to his sister and that was a couple years later because they they didn't do a christmas episode for a few years right and it's a very similar episode and this was written and directed by alan alda right and father mulcahy is having some self-doubt about his uh, usefulness at the MASH unit. Yeah. And by the end of the episode, he's writing his sister. By the end of the episode, Hawkeye and some of the other folks show him how important just him being there yeah. is to them. Right. And keeps them going. Right. And Regardless then, and, of what he does every day, just yeah. his presence and what he does And what them. he does mm-hmm. from time to time, how big a difference it makes in their lives. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, the spirit of Christmas kind of thing. Right, right. And then the other episode. Is it the one where um, Charles buys the candy? Yeah, where Winchester, they're they're trying to take up a collection of food from everybody because supply trunks aren't getting in because the orphans are coming. Green orphans are coming for Christmas dinner. Right. So they're trying to get scrounge what anybody's got, candy, anything, so it'll be a nice Christmas dinner. And Charles won't give up anything except a little tin of oysters. Yeah, one tin of oysters. So everybody's like, ah, you're a Scrooge, you're a dick, you know. Yeah. But he's been getting these big care packages from home, and they all know it. And they all say perishable. (laughs) So in the middle of the night, he gets a Jeep from the camp, and he drives out to the orphanage Mm -hmm. and leaves these packages. And turns out they're like gourmet chocolates and candies from Boston. And he tells Key Luke, who runs the orphanage, that it's always been a tradition in his family to get this particular from this particular place in in Boston these mm-hmm. gourmet chocolates and donate them to the less fortunate like but it has to be anonymous right so they leave them in front of the orphanage or whatever for the kids and all that every christmas he remembers since he was a child that his yeah. family did this right but it has to be anonymous so he goes back to the camp and he has been getting crap everybody saying cra- he's a screw yeah it's at the dinner and they won't even they won't even give him they won't even food. give him any of the dinner cuz he didn't donate so he's like oh whatever then he sees one of the, oh, he sees Rizzo yeah. with one of the chocolates. He's where'd you get that? He said, I got on the black market. Done. And he, so he gets pissed and he goes after Key Luke and starts 
kind of yelling at him, Keelix, so what's going Step outside, you know, let's talk about this outside. And Charles says, how dare you, you know, the children on Christmas, you give away. He said, look, he said, their candy would have given them an hour or so's joy on Christmas. He said, but on the black market, I could sell, trade that candy for rice and cabbage and food that would feed them for a month. Yeah. And Charles is like, ugh. Yeah. Okay, you're you're a wonderful person. Yeah, Let yeah. Me shake your hand. Yeah, Merry Keeler Christmas. said, "I'm I'm so sorry," and Charles said, "No, I'm sorry." Yeah, he said, "You you don't give dessert to children who haven't had a proper meal." Yeah, and Klinger was listening inside, listening yeah, he outside. Overheard so it. Charles is back in his. The uh, Keeler says, "Let's go in and spread some Christmas cheer." And Charles is like, "No, you go ahead." And he goes back to his tent, and uh, Klinger brings him a full meal, a little bit of everything that was there. And Charles is like, "What? What?" You know why? You know what? Are you, why are you doing this? And he says, uh, "Well, you know, don't worry. You keep this. It's anonymous. Yeah, you know, it's, you it's keep this been one one con- tradition. one tradition." He says, "One condition: don't tell anybody. It has to remain anonymous." And Charles looks at him like, "How'd you know?" He said, "It's an old family tradition of mine." Yeah, it was uh, just very sweet. Yeah, and they call each other by their first names. Yeah, for and the they first never time. do that. Yeah, yeah, Charles says, "Merry Christmas, Max," and Claire says, "Merry Christmas, Charles," and that's yeah. how it ends. The other episode, oh, nothing. This was the same episode where BJ, this wounded guy, comes in in the middle of the party. So BJ mm, Hawkeye and mm-hmm. Margaret take him to the operating room, and he's getting ready. To, he's going to die, and yeah, BJ's there's like, "There's nothing no. they can do." He said, "Give me more plasma." Keep Hawkeye's like, "Why?" He said, "Look," he said, "I don't want this guy's because they look through his wallet and see that he has kids and a family." Yeah, and they just wrote him a letter say, "Come home soon." He says. I'm not going to let these kids grow up with a memory that their father died on Christmas Day. Right. We can keep them alive past midnight. That's yeah, all we need to They've got like three hours to go. Yeah. And I mean, this guy is already yeah. pretty much dead. He's Most just of his not brain's gone. And yeah. So they, but they keep him, keep his heart beating and keep him going. And uh, Potter like goes back and gets, or something. Yeah. Potter goes back and tells Father McCase, get your prayer kit, go over the operating room. Not a word. Yeah. And so he goes, but yeah, it gets like, well, not just like 10 minutes or so. It's it's a little ways yeah. away. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like 20 minutes, but yeah, yeah 20 I mean, minutes. they get close and he just, he dies. expires. There's nothing they can do. Yeah. And they're like, oh, almost made it. And Hawkeye goes over, opens the clock, puts the things five minutes, pe- the hands up five minutes past midnight. Said, look, he made it. Yeah. He said time of death, 1205, December 26th. Yeah. And then, you know, Margaret's like, falsify a document. I've never done that never before. Never done that before. There's a first. He, she said, there's a first for me. He said, and Hawkeye says, there's a lot of firsts in war. Yeah. And he said, but no kid should no think their father died on Christmas, that kind of thing. Yeah. The the most touching one, though, was the previous episode. Oh, the one where. Um, yeah, where Fallen Mulcahy didn't. His, his, <laughs> he was, Mulcahy was having, you know, doubts about his usefulness. Mm-hmm. And Charles was. Oh, and earlier he was trying to collect money to buy presents for the orphans. Yeah, and this was Charles just being screwed. Yeah, and Charles wouldn't give it because he said, I'm not going to give them false hope and then have their hopes be dashed the next day and all that. So he wouldn't give up any money. But he was also having a thing about not being home for Christmas and missing his family and just being... He was really depressed. Really depressed. So Santa's giving up presents in, at this at the Christmas party that night. And Radar says, you know, Major Winchester... I, you know, why don't you see if there's a present for you? He said, ah, it's probably just a gag gift. He said, no, I, I I, know for a fact there's a present for you over there. He said, oh, really? So he goes over, he gets handed a box, he opens it up, and his eyes, like, disbelief. Yeah. And it's this red stocking cap. Yeah, the toboggan. And it's a little small. You can tell it was actually yeah. a child's toboggan. Yeah. But he says, this was mine as a child. You know, he said, this brings my back. My favorite, yeah. yeah my this favorite my toboggan. favorite hat. This brings back so many memories of going out with my parents and my sister and Christmas and takes me back to home. Yeah. Radar, he said, how did you know? Radar says, well, I wrote your mom and told her to send something that would remind you of home. Mm-hmm. And Charles is almost breaking down. Yeah. He is and so appreciative. Thankful to Radar. And he says, well, actually it's father Mulcahy's idea to do it. Yeah. And he goes over to Mulcahy and takes out a wad of bills says, father, get the kids Anything they need. And he gives, he looks at the rest of his money, hands him all of his money, says, get them anything they don't need. <laughs> and he's like, Winchester, are you all right? Why, Major? Why? He says, Father, you saved me. Yeah. It was good. It was really touching. And well, MASH is an awesome show anyway. Yeah, but, but I mean, that shows you, you know, that shows you that the, the simplest things, mm-hmm. you know, that mean something to somebody, especially if you're 
halfway across the world, just something that reminds you of home, mm-hmm. you know, that's from home that you can carry with you, you know? Yep. And, um, yeah, that was a really good episode. It was. That was pretty awesome. So then the other ones were basically things that just happen <laughs> at Christmas. Now, these are the funniest ones to me. But they're fun. <laughs> it's like, okay, we've got to, it's December, so we've got to have it around. It's got to show that it's Christmas. But the episode has nothing to do with Christmas whatsoever. <laughs> Not really. It could be any episode during the year without Christmas trees in the background. Yeah. And essentially, that's what this is. It's just Christmas trees and Christmas decorations are in the background in the scenes. Yeah. So um, the first one um, on my list, anyway, it's in no particular order, is Night Rider. <laughs> we just started watching Night Rider on Netflix because I only saw episodes once in a while when I was younger, and I don't think Rob ever watched I never, it. I just wasn't interested in it. Yeah, so we, we just started watching Knight Rider, so practically for the first time, and, and I it's was fun like, there's gotta cheese. be a Christmas episode. Yeah, so we, we picked the first one we came across, and this one is, it's just a typical episode of this. The only thing about Christmas is... He's going to a Christmas dinner, Well, he has promised. to go to the company Christmas dinner yeah. in three days, and he has to get a tux. Yes. For the dinner, and then... And he and Kit discuss... You know, the giving the, of presents yeah. and all about. So they talk about that a little bit. Yeah. But the main thrust of the episode, he comes across this kid who kind of witnessed a bank robbery or, or the bank robbers. Yeah. And is getting trying to hide from them and they're after him. And that's mm-hmm. the episode. It has nothing to do with Christmas. Nothing. Or giving or. No, I mean, you see like once in a while, something will pop up. You'll see Christmas decorations on the roads. Yeah. In you the see, background. Yeah. You, you see. Know. um, What's her name? I can't remember what her name is. That's the essential mechanic the mechanic decorating yeah. a tree when he, yeah. she's talking to him on the monitor right, right. Yeah. stuff like that but that's it the rest of it, and it doesn't end with him going to the banquet either no well he's <laughs> headed that way yeah so <laughs> yeah it has nothing to do with christmas nothing, whatsoever nothing at all the next one is wonder woman wonder woman wonder woman all the world is waiting for you yeah now we just watched i haven't seen the wonder woman episode in years but i remembered most of it oddly enough yeah this one was called toy dolls not that it, yeah i don't know why i remembered that particular episode name yeah. but anyway yes because we woman. just watched it yeah I guess so. <laughs> but uh, frank gorson is the bad guy in it yes so wonder woman meets the riddler sort of kind of uh he's one of the bad guys mm-hmm. he's a old he's playing an old man that runs a toy shop who can apparently make super lifelike androids Yes. And, I mean, better than the ones on Six Million Dollar Man. <laughs> he and this other guy are trying to kidnap these scientists who are working on this doomsday weapon, but they abandoned it because it was too dangerous and would just escalate the arms race. So they, they were burned all their notes, but they were going to kidnap these scientists and sell these scientists to a foreign power so they right. could, They you could know, create the XYZ, yeah. what was XYZ? Weapon or Something, whatever. weapon, yeah, whatever. But they put android duplicates of these people in their place so that the government wouldn't know they were missing. Yes. But they tend to melt when they get cornered and can't yeah. think of anything to say back. <laughs> now, forget that we never see the process of this guy right. making it. Or, or get any indication that he's intelligent enough to make androids, lifelike androids. It's just all of a sudden, oh, he just made one. Here's the, here's the yeah, new one. that's right. Because we only have a half hour show. That's right. But, you know... You suspend your disbelief and just go for it because it's Linda Carter's Wonder Woman on the screen. And, yeah, which is wonderful. And there's a there's enough, even when she's not Wonder Woman, when she's Diana Prince, gorgeous. Because mm-hmm. it's well, Linda so, Carter. She's so charismatic. She is. She, <laughs> and she's got the prettiest smile. Yeah. But the thing, it, this is another one. It just happens to take place at Christmas and it's a toy maker. Yeah, that's right. And the last scene is she's back in front of the toy maker shop that's closed, but she has a spray stone and she writes, Merry Christmas on the window, WW, <laughs> like yeah, from Wonder Woman. That's right. And then smiles at the camera and it freezes on it. Yeah. But nothing, nothing about Christmas whatsoever. No, that was it. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, they barely mentioned Christmas at all. But anyway. Yeah. And then I, I wrote down on here that MASH season one, that, that first episode that Hawkeye, where he's Writing the letter. Writing to his dad. I yeah. Mean, it really doesn't have anything to do, that yeah. one doesn't have anything to do with Christmas as far as no lesson learned, no Christmas spirit. It's, it's just, just where, like it's you another said, day at MASH. Yeah. Where people happening. used to do that, yeah, used to write letters, it. but they do that, would, would do that anytime. So yeah. it just happened to be like 
okay, Dad, it's Christmas here. And this is what's happening. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But, you know, there's if you go any classic, especially the classic TV shows, I don't know about the ones nowadays. because Some of the new ones do it. But, much, yeah. but there's always at least one Christmas episode mm-hmm. during the run of the, the show. Yeah. I'm surprised that as long as MASH was on, they only did the three. Four. Four. Mm-hmm. Or and even some of the shows that did run long that they didn't do one each year. It seems yeah. like it'd be kind of a no brainer up to do. Yeah, I was trying to think of other ones that we've seen you know, in years past and yeah. just we didn't talk about. Well, I mean, know, like there's there's an episode, there's a Christmassy episode on Babylon Five. Yeah, there's a Christmas episode on Leverage, which yeah. if you've never watched Leverage, you should watch that because that's it's a good amazing. show. That's a really good show. Yeah. I mean, there there are Christmas episodes on many yeah. things, and they're a lot. Well, of like fun, I said, but... most all shows did. You know, one show that did, never did a Christmas episode. What's that? I Love Lucy. Oh, they did a Christmas special, right? That's not part of the the seasons. Yeah, where they're I think they're decorating the tree and then reminiscing about years past. So mm-hmm. it's a clip show. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that one I tried to find that and I couldn't find that anywhere to watch. Yeah, and of course you know it's become popular. We don't. We don't watch Doctor Who anymore. The new stuff is just not interesting to me. But they used to do a Christmas special every year. I guess yeah. they still do. I have no idea. I don't watch it anymore. But anyhow, so that's all we got to this year. I'm sure there's more. Yeah, and we're going to, um, you know, this week we're going to catch up on our, some of our traditional favorites, like I said, like Rudolph and yeah. the and Muppet And if you stuff. have never seen A Muppet Family Christmas... You need to seek it out at all costs. Yes. And watch it because now, it is the best Christmas episode ever of yeah. anything. Yeah. It is what Christmas is all about. It is. It is. It's families, the different Muppet families. Mm-hmm. Groups of Muppets coming together. It's got everybody in it. Mm-hmm. It's got them. It starts off. It's the Muppet Show Muppets. Yep. And then it's got Fraggle Rock Muppets, mm-hmm. Sesame Street Muppets, uh, Muppet Babies even make an appearance. Sadly, but yeah, yeah sadly. <laughs> and the very last scene chokes me up every time. Yes, of course. But it is fantastic. I mean, it. If everything in the world could be as accepting as wonderful as joyous as that episode yeah we would be in a much better place today well, yeah you've got all these different archetypes of characters and coming from different backgrounds you've got the super conservative sam the eagle you've got the dirty hippie musicians the electric mayhem you've and they're got, all getting along yeah the completely innocent robin kermit's nephew yeah if and the fraggles who are innocents you've got the sesame street muppets who are innocents then you've got the World weary, good guy, everything on his shoulders. Kermit. Yep. You got Fozzie, the the you know unfunny comedian trying to make a living. <laughs> you know? Gonzo, the just insane crazy guy, the Swedish chef who tries to cook Big Bird. Yeah. And then Big Bird gives him a Christmas present. Right. You know everybody is accepting everybody despite their differences and getting along because they're all family. That's right. You know, and they're the family they've made. Yeah. I mean, and, and in a lot of cases, it's the family they just met. I mean, yeah. they just met the Fraggles. And yeah. They're well, and it's accepted. like Doc from Fraggle Rock. The The plot is the Muppets are going to Fozzie's mom's farmhouse for Christmas. They're going to yes. spend Christmas together. Fozzie's mom has decided she didn't know this. They didn't tell him. she was gonna, They're going to surprise her. Yeah. and But she's made plans to go to the Bahamas for Christmas. Yeah. And she's rented the house to Doc and Sprocket so they can have a quiet Christmas alone. Right. <laughs> well, the Muppets get there and throw a monkey wrench into that plan. Quickly. Yeah. And Miss Piggy's not there yet. She's stuck doing a photo shoot in wherever the city somewhere. Yeah. And she's going to meet everybody there. Well, a blizzard comes up and she's having a hard time getting there. And the, Kermit's worried because they haven't heard from her because she's out in the snow somewhere. And they're trying to figure out yeah. uh, food, and they're trying to figure out where everybody's, everybody's going to sleep. sleep. <laughs> and then Doc, who Doc, who was pissed off at first because he couldn't get his his quiet his Christmas. quiet Christmas, he <laughs> volunteers to go look for Piggy. Now he just met these people, yeah, and now he's going to go out in a blizzard and try to help find somebody that means a lot to them. Yeah, 
you know, so he's become family all of a sudden, yes. or they become family to him. So yeah. the whole thing is, and I keep using the word heartwarming over yeah. and over again, but that's what Chris, real Christmas feeling and stuff does, yeah. you know, it is. Well, I mean, and, and you know, we're giving you all the the heartwarming and loving things that are going on for the show, but they're so much it is funny. So it's funny. the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. The only now the only problem with it is now I have we've watched for years when it originally aired, yeah. I recorded it on yeah, VHS. Yeah, Rob had the recording on So VHS. I have it on VHS, the original airing. The DVD release in the States is, I want to say, heavily edited. I don't know heavily, but it's well, definitely edited. Well, I, I read an article about it. Oh, okay. There, some of the songs are edited out. Hmm. Dude, I want to say, I don't know if it's due to rights or something. Hmm. And there's a whole bit where Fozzie and the Snowman yeah, they're working do, on a bit. do a comedy routine mm-hmm. And that's not in there. No, which is weird because later Fozzie actually like references back references to it. References it, yeah. But if you don't know that they did it, yeah. then you're like, what is he talking so about? So the DVD is missing some of the music, some of the songs, yeah. and some of the dialogue bits, which yeah. is, is very odd. Uh, I need to check and see if their European cut is out there somewhere and if I can get it. Yeah, we, we definitely need um, the whole thing. I mean, we could pull out the VHS and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I've got but... to hook up, get the old machine out of the attic and hook it up, but... It has has original commercials on it, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Anyhow, so there's that. And what we have not watched this year, and I'm going to mention it because, I mean, it's not Christmas until you at least mention the name. Hans Gruber and Nakatomi Plaza. No. Oh. A Star Wars Christmas special. Oh! <laughs> the Star Wars holiday special. Holiday special, yes. Star happy Wars li- holiday Happy special. Life Day. Yes, happy um, life that day. will be viewed, if not by both of us, by at least me. Yeah, I'll watch it <laughs> sometime. again. We we watch it at least once every few years. Yeah, that um, I had. It's horrible, but yeah, I love it anyway. I have that on VHS. I will probably be able to find that on YouTube. Oh, I mean, it's everywhere. Everybody yeah. has it now out there. Yeah, it used to be really hard to find, but now yeah. it's just everywhere. Now the copy I have on VHS has the original commercials. commercials that's also. what made me think of yeah. it. Yeah, but it is. Oh, if you have not watched that, do yourself a favor. Treat yourself. It is god awful wonderful. <laughs> the but the big selling point of that is that the Star Wars Holiday Special is the very first appearance mm-hmm. of Boba Fett. That's right. In a animated short that they made just for that. Yeah. And it's very interesting because he's in like really cartoony colors. Yeah. It's but it's weird. the first time we ever see Boba Fett is on that special. Yeah. And I got to tell you a little aside. Uh, our friend Cheryl N. Lambeth, who does um, is an amazing costumer. Yeah, did the that animated Boba Fett, Fett costume a while back, and it was <laughs> of funny because did. I didn't know she did it, and I saw it walking around at a con. I think it was Mars Con the first time, and I was like, "Holy crap, somebody did that's awesome!" And she was like, "Away over there," and then later on, I saw her with the helmet off. I'm like, "Oh well, of course, of course, <laughs> you know? of course, it's That's funny. Yeah. Anywho, okay, well. There are many, many other episodes out there. I would oh, love to hear what some of your favorites it, are that we have not seen. Yeah, if we had a chance didn't to talk about. If we had another week and we could have watched some more, we could have talked for two hours on this yeah, stuff because well, there's already... so many of them out. All right. I guess that's about it. We have one thing left to do. Yep. One more thing left to do. Prove the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Okay, so this is the game, like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, but we discovered this years before people started doing that, that you can connect anything back to the original Planet of the Apes. And so Phyllis is going to throw me something from this podcast episode, and I'm going to connect it back to Planet of the Apes. Yes, you are. And there's so many things, I'm not even (laughs) sure what to choose. How about if I just say, connect Sanford and Son back to Planet of the Apes? Connect Sanford and Son? Yeah, just, I mean, because okay, anybody well, I choose James off Gregory of was on an episode. So well, that's too easy. All okay. right. It, I mean, you said Sanford and Son. Now, yeah. you, you didn't pick anybody specific from Well, Sanford. I mean, but if I just said, well, yeah, know, but I'll, connect, I'll, connect Lamont back to, <laughs> you would have gone to him. So I could have, but I can take it somewhere else. Okay. No, it's fine. Actually, I can tell you what episode that was. I think that was episode they went to Hawaii, and he was the police captain in Hawaii. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough for that one. Let's see, who else can we go with? Let's do, oh, hell, Linda Carter. Connect Linda Carter back to. Linda Carter back yeah. to Planet of the Apes? Yes. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Linda Carter 
was in Billy Joe and the Outlaw, where she was topless. Oh, my. With Marja Gortner. Marjo. And also Peggy Stewart. Ah. Aunt Peggy. Marja Gortner was in Star Crash. Yes. With Christopher Plummer. Mm-hmm. Who was Colonel Chang in Star Trek The Undiscovered Country. Nice. With Leonard Nimoy or William Shatner. And Sarak, with yep. Spock's father, was Urko on the Planet Apes TV show. And there you go. Too easy. <laughs> Too easy. The world revolves around Planet Apes. So after you watch a bunch of Christmas movies, go back and watch the original Planet Apes movies and TV show and cartoons. Okay. Well, good job. You've once again proven that the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the it's Apes. It's a fact. Christmas revolves around Planet of the Apes. It does. <laughs> it does. Okay. I guess that's it. That's all I got. So, till next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We all want to well, they certainly seem to be having a good time out there, Sprocket. <laughs> <laughs>